It's time for Tuesdays at Top Golf with Austin Lane, Brent Martineau, and the Jacksonville Jaguars all-time leading scorer, Josh Scobie, sponsored by Top Golf. On Tuesday, got your girl in the You like that intro? I mean, that kind of got a tingle there. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Tingles are good. That was back when kickers could make kicks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We all miss them. It's okay. We <laughs> all miss them. <laughs> it sounds like a major problem coming out of the weekend, oh man. Gosh. I mean, fortunately, I didn't watch very much football this weekend, uh, mainly because my kid had uh, baseball for three and a half hours that on a Sunday. That's Ooh. a good day. So I didn't, than I, didn't, I didn't get to watch, you know, what was going on. But, my goodness, uh, I've never heard or seen that many missed kicks in one day or one week of football ever. It felt like, if I'm, I don't know the numbers of it, I didn't look this up, but it felt like we, when we first went to the 33-yard extra point, that we had like a week or two like this where it's like, holy cow, yeah. can't believe people are missing this many kicks. So I don't know what the numbers were, and obviously the rate has gone up. Uh, but this one just did seem a little weird with all the, I mean, and by the way, but from good kickers, like Mason Crosby's been a very good kicker. Correct. Missed three and then an extra point. Yeah. I mean, there were a ton of missed kicks in that game. Heck, you had the Cincinnati kicker, McPherson, thought he won it. Yeah, I <laughs> love his in. reaction. <laughs> yeah, it's in, hits the flag. Like, no, this is not baseball. It doesn't count when you hit the flag or or the actual uh, stick. So, yeah, like, yeah. like officiating's not hard enough, right? Uh, what's that? <laughs> we don't work here. <laughs> you want to watch him hit? He's a world long oh, no, drive champion. No, no watch, watch him hit it. People world are requesting me guy. to hit the one. Why aren't you asking me to hit I'm it? I'm not driving the long ball express. Josh Scobie's driving the long ball express. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I, I had like one good one. That was it. Yeah. I was like one for ten. This was a live radio show. It no longer is. Uh, we got some people stopping by and... Fans, I guess. Austin I mean, hit the ball. Do, you, do you call them fans, I guess? I mean, it's, like, it's like... They don't know who we are. <laughs> It's like, I guess headphones and a microphone don't give any clues. Oh, yeah. Brent, they, they, they don't care. I mean, when you're all aboard the Long Ball Express, people want to do your thing, I guess. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, hey, we'll get back to the kickers in a moment. You had a nice moment yesterday, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, Albatross. Yeah, that was that was a fun moment. It was uh, a charity event out at TPC Sawgrass for the uh, Ronald McDonald House. And we had a good group of friends of mine uh, from Deerwood and... I happened to hit the best shot I've ever hit in my life from 244 yards on the ninth hole, uh, par five there, and one hopped it in the hole. Wow. I saw the video. I mean, it was. I mean, that was the, a five wood. Five wood. It was a little against the wind. 44. Yeah. I mean, I. When you, he continues to flex here. Listen, of course. Listen, he's if, flex. if it were down, if it was downwind, I'm doing like a three iron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I probably wouldn't have stopped it, but it was. It was probably the best shot I've ever hit in my life, and it's leading to some fun things. I mean, well, I was going to say congratulations. You're going to the Golf Network to talk about correct, it Friday, yeah, right? right? So tomorrow they, they what reached is, out to me. I'm going on Golf Channel tomorrow. Okay, like, okay sorry, yeah, the Golf Channel. What, <laughs> yeah. what is that like? Like, tell us about the hit. Well, I hit it pretty well. All right, Josh, thanks for stopping by. Like, yeah, what, like, what goes into it? the what, what goes into that whole thing? Well, I'm going to use this opportunity tomorrow on Golf Channel to try and like get in some more golf tournaments. So okay. okay. Tomorrow I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bring out everything. Oh I'm, wow! I'm gonna throw some punches. I'm gonna pull an Austin Lane, and I'm just gonna cut the promo. Everything. Like, listen, you don't invite me to this. You don't invite me to that. Boom. 
this is what's going down. I'm going to call out some people. This dude's got a promo. Listen, yeah. say, Josh, I yeah. played golf in the Bahamas with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Say, I've Listen. won LaDainian Tomlinson's event a couple Danian of times. Tomlinson. Or who's this? I don't know. It, whoever. <laughs> who's out in San Diego? What event? Uh, that was Drew Brees. Yeah. And then Close, Brent. someone else. But, you know. LaDainian Tomlinson. Football play players. Are oh, football did he? Players. I don't know. But yeah, so I'm going to use this as a promotional what chair, thing. What's, what, uh, seriously, what like uh, celebrity event have you won recently? It's been a while. Most recently, it's been a couple of years because of COVID. Haven't been able oh, to play. Oh, haven't been doing any of them. Yeah, the uh, the one in San Diego hasn't happened in a couple of years. Okay, so and that was a Breeze event. Yeah, that was Drew Breeze. He was a part of that for a long time, and then it was uh, Marshall Falk. Oh, Falk. So yeah, oh, he was okay. the That's one was that hosted that. Yeah, running back. Good running backs. You know. Hall of Fame running yeah. backs. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> well, Josh, I mean, I don't know much, I don't know much about golf, but if you need a, like a promoter, like a manager, I'm your guy. Yeah. So like, if, if you guy. want me to cut a, pro I mean, I watch a lot of wrestling, so I can cut a promo <laughs> for you. If you have you any ideas help. for the next I can 12 hours, run those by you. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm gonna sure go on you. there and just I'm gonna start out all subtle, like, oh yeah, you know, I, I got lucky, I hit a good shot, but. I should be in every tournament. That <laughs> Let me tell you something. Yeah, and then <laughs> I'm just going to go off. So I love this plan. part about Scobie, though, because, like, Tahoe's a big one. You know my anger towards I know. this stuff. Yes, so. uh, and I like this. I like yeah. this about you. This yeah. is, it's just like, I should be in those events. Correct. I mean, what are you doing, Mark Mulder? Just because you struck Brett Martin out in college doesn't mean you should be in these events. <laughs> Listen, I, there, there's no way I'm not on the same level as those guys. The only reason they get to play in it is because they've won it before. Yeah. But they've been given so many opportunities. I've only been given a handful. So give me more opportunities. I, I, we agree. All right, Golf Champions should be able to help. So they seriously, they saw that and they called. They did. That's, That's pretty cool. Yeah, that I is was cool. out playing golf today, and I get a direct message on Twitter from a producer from Golf Channel, and I'm like, <laughs> done. All right. done. <laughs> you don't know what you're in for. Yeah, I, was gonna, yeah. <laughs> I like, love how, how the wheels have already yeah. turned. I'm like, how long do I have? Are you giving me like a half hour or 30 <laughs> seconds? This could lead to big things. Well, yeah, we'll see. Uh, that, by the way, what did you guys finish in the tournament? Uh, we won at McDonald House, wasn't it? We won it, yeah. So yeah. We, we actually only won by one. We had a double eagle and an eagle Damn. on a par five, and we only won by one. All right, how convinced are you that people cheat in those events? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, I go play in those events, and I don't even think about winning because I don't want to get my frame. Not, yeah. not, by the way, I'm not saying I'm good enough to win, but even if I was playing with you, and we had a, I wouldn't even have my frame of mind because I'm convinced, like, you shoot like 20 under, and somebody else is up there at 22 yep. under. You're like, there's no yeah. way they did that. Well, yesterday they were <laughs> yeah. doing this like live scoring or whatever. So yeah. your, your caddy actually enters your score after you okay. finish the hole. So it's it's very up to date, live, and we're keeping up with it, watching it. And somehow there was a group that was already through 15 holes, and we had only played six holes. And they were 20 under, and we're going. How in the world have they played 15 holes? <laughs> so that's how, that's how you know people cheat. You know, it's things. a little sketchy. But that was on the the net side. We won the, uh, the gross side. Of it. Very good, very good. So you guys played good. Uh, I did want to ask you this: albatross or double eagle? It's, because it, I know I should. I would say I would eagle. say double eagle. I don't. I can't. I think double eagle sounds better than albatross. It does, but it, it also insinuates that it's four under par. I don't. It doesn't that's make sense. Good, that's a good albatross. Point. It, you know, it's another bird. You have a birdie, an eagle, and an albatross. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> Al, uh, double I just eagle. feel like the, you got to explain yourself so much more with the albatross. Correct. Like, Austin has no idea you have what any an idea albatross what we're talking about right now? No, man, I'm actually watching Brewers games. <laughs> you, you guys are all good right now. You, you guys keep going as you are. Let's go Brewers. Golf. Let's go.
Shout out to YouTube TV. Albatross. <laughs> 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 it's not lying. No, 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 no. But I understand Albatross. It's it's one better. Well, it's one lower than a birdie. Yeah. And and a bogey. Didn't we figure it out where it's like a? Well, we know. Yeah, we figured that out. <laughs> one. What is it? No, but what is a bogey though, Brent? <laughs> oh, you looked this up. Oh yeah, yeah. Josh, what is a bogey? One worse than par. Correct. Correct. But what is actually a bogey? Yeah, actual why is that? I have no idea. Oh, well, there we go. I, yeah. I guess you guys don't know everything he, in golf. He did. He did. What he, is a bogey? He looked this up. I forgot. It was, <laughs> it was something about, like, way back in the day, guy had, like, a dog named Bogey or something. And yeah. <laughs> that's why he that's called pretty, it a bogey. No, it's dumb. seriously, like, it's way back in the start of golf. Yep. They, somebody, like, nicknamed over par a bogey and that's how it stuck there's a lot of dumb things in golf and that that's just another one there are a lot of dumb so the, the the term bogey comes from the song that was popular in the british isles in the 90 i'm sorry 1890s called the, the bogey man later known as colonel bogey um and that's where it came from yeah uh, golf i have a lot of friends second should, time on the yeah. show you've looked that up for yeah us. it Appreciate is it. no problem colonel bogey um, all right well good luck on the golf channel well thank you and hope it leads to some things. things 12 15 tomorrow 12 15 tomorrow 12, 15. you don't have to wake up early that's nice i mean i, I hopefully i'll be awake by then yeah <laughs> but i mean you go on the golf <laughs> channel sometimes they watch on at 6 15 i mean yeah that's pretty good Josh, we're talking a casual appearance here. Are we talking maybe, uh, are you dressing for the job that you want to have? That's or? a good point. There I actually go. have been thinking about this. <laughs> I have a tuxedo. Okay. I oh, might dude. put it on <laughs> just to be tuxedo funny. Tuxedo top and yeah. shorts in the bottom. Correct. And then stand up at the end and say yeah. you're wearing shorts. I'm thinking about, it's going to be, uh, you know, a FaceTime or whatever. Sure, sure. So, you know, they want me to wear headphones so they can get the good audio. Yep. But I'm, I'm thinking about just wearing something really dumb up top. And just yeah. eventually back it out, and, you know, I'm in golf shoes and shorts like I'm wearing now. Yes. So yes. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, oh, now I actually got to... Now we're going to tune in. Now I have to subscribe to the, the golf channel. I don't even have that I one. I have a lot so. of ideas for this. Okay. Uh, I love how much you're thinking about this. Well, it just happening a little while I ago. Know. So. <laughs> so it's fresh. The wheels are listen, spinning. It's you. Need ideas. I'm probably well, not your guy, but Austin seriously might be. We, I mean, we, can, we could probably push out a video by 11.30 preceding so, this. So, Josh, to tell you the truth, there was one opportunity that I had one time where I was going to go on NFL Live. Uh, and Sarah Sarah Walsh? Right? Yeah, Sarah Walsh. Yeah, Sarah Walsh was going to alum. Yep, was going to interview Global me time. over, oh, over right. a, a tweet that I had. So I was slated to go on at 6.30 um, after we got out of the stadium. This is back in 2011, I believe. And I had it set up where I was actually going to the Mac store at the town center, and I was going to do the interview from there because I didn't have a computer. So I had it all set up and ready to go, and the owner of the Mac store said, yeah, no problem. We get you the band with anything that you need. I had it all set up, and then Drew Brees signed a new contract. I got bumped, and they never called me back. You got bumped. I got bumped. <laughs> so so hopefully Tiger Woods doesn't do something crazy. <laughs> I was going to say, oh my Tiger God. Woods, hopefully Tiger Woods doesn't do he's something. He's been back on the golf course. If yeah. they see him, if they have video, yeah. it, you might be screwed at Tiger Woods looking feet. good on the putting green. Sorry, Josh. Can I go to Tiger footage? Like, Josh, we're going to have to cut you off here. <laughs> Thanks, though. Yeah. yeah. Nice shot. Uh, back to Kirk. Kepka tweeted something about Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that, Josh. I'll let you go. That could easily happen. That could yeah. happen. Dang it. Uh, now you're pretty quiet. Sorry Bobo for speaking that first. Yeah. Uh, we'll have a golf picks tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of. Yeah. <laughs> Who's in first place again with that? Yeah, the butcher. The butcher. What? Uh, Josh, I'm not sure if you know this. They call me the butcher. You know why? Because my guys always make the cuts. <laughs> oh. That's, I like that. See, where, yeah. see what he could do for you tomorrow? <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> All right, we need to talk after this. <laughs> I, I think I have your information. Tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, Let's do it. Man. Uh, the, uh, back to the kicking. I, I, it's been a long time since I've talked to you about this. Do you like the 33-yard extra point now? I mean, honestly, I, I never did. I, I fully understand it. It just kind of stinks for kickers because they've basically been 
discouraged from being so good. Um, and I mean, yeah, yeah. they don't want to fully take away the extra point. Um, so they they said, all right, you guys are so good at this. It's like a 98% success rate. So we're going to make it harder on you. It's like golf. If you lagged up a 40-foot putt to a foot, and they said, all right, now back it up to three feet, yeah. and you make you it. Can't make it. It's worth the same thing. Yeah. So it, the the one thing about the 20-yard, the old extra point, the 20-yarder, it was kind of like a warm-up for normal field goals, and that's what what most kickers use it as. So we always loved, you know, if your offense scores a touchdown first. You get that one kick out of your system, and then if you have a field goal later, great, you're already warmed up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I you know, that. it's been going on for, what, six years now, and it's just something that it, it's in kickers' heads. It's kind of danged if you do, danged if you don't type of thing. Like, you're supposed to make a 33-yarder. Mm -hmm. If you miss, you look like an idiot. If you make it, they're like, yeah, you were supposed to make it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think, uh, don't you, do you believe, like, that extra point, those misses weigh more almost and play with the mental side of a kicker than maybe even the missing of field? Now, you can only miss so many. But, like, I wonder, <laughs> yeah. like, Lambeau's missed both right now. So yeah. what's screwing him up more, the extra points that he missed oh, the or field, the field, field goals? For sure. I mean, okay. it, it all weighs on you pretty heavily. Um, but, yeah, if you miss an extra point, especially, you know, a 33-yarder, um, then the next time you go out there for whatever distance it is, you're not going to have the confidence that you would have if you had made it. It's just a, it's a goofy situation. And I, I just don't like games coming down to a 33-yard extra point, possibly in overtime, like what, you know, what happened with uh, the Bengals and the Packers. So it's, it's, luckily I'm not playing anymore because... You know, it's just dumb. Josh, yeah. on any given practice day, and I get every kicker is a little different in terms of the routine, but on any given practice day, what percentage of the kicks just go towards the distance of an extra point? What percentage of your kicks in practice go towards, like, you know, 40 to 50, and then, like, 50 and beyond, would you it's say? It's probably, you work most of your yardages between 40 and 50 yards. Okay. Um, because you assume that you can make all of those ones from 25 yards to... 40 yards okay so you you basically start at a short distance work your way back and just kind of stay in that mid-range and then hit a few from long range uh but yeah the majority is hit from between 40 and 45 you know i will say this about the extra point i thought it was kind of goofy i thought it was a little outside the box too much like i think you can get you can mess up the nfl by being it tripped up if you will but I do think it adds a, this from an entertainment standpoint, a yeah. curiosity and not a given that even if you do tie it up at the end or you gave up a touchdown at the yeah, end, you're like, oh, my given. God. Now, I'm the guy that doesn't like to see games end like that either. Like, I'd rather somebody win the game than lose on something like that. It feels like, oh, man, really? That happened? But it does add an entertainment value to it. It's just nothing given. It, yeah, it, it does. It's just not a fun way to win or lose. Um, I mean, if you walk back in the locker room after missing a 33-yard extra point to lose the game, then your teammates aren't exactly going to be thrilled with you and say, oh, it's all right, you know, you, you barely missed that one. No, they expect you to make that every single time. Yeah. That's, that's just why I don't like it. But, you know, it is what it is with the, this rule, and they just have to deal with it. Did you watch out Blankenship last night? Uh, no. What okay. happened? Uh, well, because he pulled a 47-yarder, but that was after Calais.
had blocked one from I, close range. I heard about it. I was driving back from Daytona last night, so I, I didn't get to watch I it. just wondered, like, it looked like he pulled the next one because of Calais's presence on the side. Well, yeah, Calais could not even jump, and he could <laughs> block one. Put yeah. your arms up, man. Yeah, I don't think six foot eight. <laughs> we love Calais, but I don't know how big his vertical is to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be big, though, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he doesn't. Um, here, Matthew Wright slips. Okay, I gave a pass for slipping off the right side. What I don't understand is happening around here is in today's day in NFL, not being able to get at the distance on a 53. Yeah. We saw uh, Lambo do the same. It's like, why aren't these guys hitting it well? And 53 and 52 yards, like, hitting the crossbar, I don't know, man. No. That just doesn't seem, that's, it's not 1996. No, it doesn't, that doesn't happen very often. Um, I saw that one that Matthew Wright, you know, hit the crossbar on. And th there's only two things that would factor in with that. And it's not leg strength because I guarantee he has the leg strength. Yeah, I think to there's make video of him kicking it like 60 plus. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So it was either a really bad miss hit and, or a wind. The wind might have been blowing in, but the wind wasn't blowing very hard for that it game. It wasn't. I remember being out and checking so, the flag. Yeah, you never know. I mean, it could gust maybe, but it was probably just a really bad miss hit. I had that happen one time in Baltimore, uh, I think it was a 51 or 52 yarder, where I hit it and I thought it was going to come up short. It went in, but barely went in because I had missed hit it really bad. So that's that might have been what it was. And it happens. I'm actually surprised kick, that doesn't happen to kickers more often. Well, I mean, where they don't miss, yeah. that, where they miss hit it. Well, typically you have a strong enough leg. Any kicker in the NFL does. So I'd be shocked if I ever saw someone come up short with a temperature like this and not, you know, in a cold weather condition. All right. Uh, more, well, we're not going to talk any more kicking. We'll talk some other things after yeah, this. I mean, it's boring. amazing. Very boring. I mean, it's not, it hasn't been boring. It's, I don't even want to talk about the jazz kicking. I think they call it educational. Like, yeah, I don't want to talk about oh, the jazz have, kicking problems anymore. I don't. It's not even, I mean, the crazy part is, is they have a kicking competition in week six in the NFL. Like it's a college Team. Yeah. yeah, that's what blows my mind. Well, I've not never that, seen anything like that. Not only that, but Urban says they got an AB, APB on on finding somebody else. Like they like they're gonna have they they really don't out. want these guys even kicking anyway. They're going to try to get somebody better. Yeah. I want to know like how intense are these competitions? Like cause, I mean, because keep in mind, Josh, I just watched Squid Game. Have you seen Squid Game yet? No, I've heard. It's oh, probably not that bad. so hey, intense. Really? Oh, Josh, you, you're I missing out, man. You're, you're missing okay. out. Fantastic television. But I mean, it's pretty intense. I wonder if it's even more intense than Squid Game is because well, your career's on the line. It's not. Okay, it's not. Okay, I doubt it. I don't know, Brent. Hey, Just saying. A, a squid game seems like a perfect transition to <laughs> Florida Sportsman Fishing Report. Uh, you better believe <laughs> Bring it. In what Captain Rick Riles right now. Captain Rick, you okay. see any squid today? Okay, I just heard I just heard a professional athlete say that squid game on television is more intense than guys competing for their livelihood. Is that, is that what I heard? Well, I, I yeah, hey, well, hey, you might hey, want to watch hey, a trailer for hey, Squid Captain Game. Rick, <laughs> have, have you seen Squid Game, though, sir? No, I haven't well, seen Squid Game. Might, might want to get that membership renewed on Netflix because it's intense. <laughs> it's still television, Austin. Let me explain it to you. It's not real life. Uh, <laughs> let's, talk some, let's talk some real life fishing because it was a pretty good day today, particularly inshore. Now, we've had something weird happen offshore, and I've had three or four captains report it. An unusual number of legal good-sized triggerfish within 10 to 15 miles of the beach. That's highly unusual this time of year. Our water temperatures warmer than usual. Captain David Borey has reported 
78 degrees waters today and said he fully expected the redfish to get up in the shallow water early this morning on low tide, and they did not. But he switched plans immediately, went to fish in a little deeper water. The deeper holes increased and had a very good day on redfish and black drum. Even reported some big croakers. There's been some good croakers that are still hanging down around the uh, Shands Bridge, and what that tells us is that the shrimp haven't left the river, the river yet because that's what the croakers feed on, and they will follow them out of the river as they come out. Looks like the breeze is going to stay out of the east for another day. That means it's probably going to be a little bit sloppy for the smaller boats offshore. The bigger boats should be able to handle it, but there's one thing you can count on. We'll be back tomorrow with another fishing report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing and CSS Landscaping. All right. Thanks, Captain Rick. Check out the Squid Game uh, trailer. I think uh, you'll see what we're talking <laughs> I'll about. Do it. <laughs> Have a Thanks, good one. guys. All right. That's uh, Captain Rick. We'll be back Tuesdays from Top Golf. Josh Scoby, Fred Martin to Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz back in the studios. We will uh, right, be right back on ESPN 690. No more kicking talk. We'll move yeah, on. Please. Right after this. You know, those, those plays are going to start happening, and we're going to start making headway, and we're starting, you know, everything's going to fall our way once, and we're going to get a win. And from from my experience, I think it, it's not so much, it's not that we're not we're not going to win football games, because we know we can. We have the roster to do it. We have an incredibly talented roster. But I think that the biggest thing is just getting that first one, just to build that confidence, be like, okay, we can do this thing. And then you walk into games saying, oh, I don't, you know, are we going to win this one? And that you, instead, you're walking into games saying, we're going to get this win, and that's going to happen. And when you play with that kind of confidence, especially with a talented roster like this, you'll see some nice things happen. That is. You want to know who that is, don't you? Sounded like a long snapper, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> he probably was at one time. Tight end. Yeah. Good call. New tight end. Yes. Good okay. call. That's what Dan I, Arnold. Yeah. Dan Arnold. Don't even know. I thought it was um, the guy from Roseanne. I, I don't know. <laughs> It's amazing what a few targets can do for you, your whole uh, outlook on the team. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. You can throw away the ball? Considering there's a chance. Best team I've been on. There is a chance since the Jags coveted him in free agency, he might not even want him to be here. Yes. That is good. <laughs> depending on what the Jags had offered. Yeah. And he took two years, six million that. in yeah. Carolina. Uh, so I'm glad he's a team guy. Yeah. What's, um, uh, how's Chris Manhurts doing? He just, he's just blocking. What happened on him? Yeah. Okay. Had a good first, the first touchdown yeah. of the Trevor Lawrence career. Yes. And he, I don't think, has caught a pass since. I, he maybe has, but it okay. doesn't feel like he has. Okay. Uh, They're not utilizing their playmakers, clearly. <laughs> Josh is one of the first guys taken in free agency. A, a little respect for Mr. Manhurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Dan Arnold, though, I thought was a, he could be a difference maker for them. I mean, I it's good so. to see guy get six catches from the tight end spot yeah I, I mean i understand he fumbled the one but i feel like he's going to be a part of it now going forward that's yeah he that's should be there their offense mm -hmm. he should be their reliable you know tight end pass catching tight end not not a blocking tight end that occasionally catches a pass yeah and um listen i will say these guys continue to ra I, we've been in locker rooms enough to know uh we would have to ask you guys questions and maybe about guys that you didn't think unbelievable if you really put ask you off camera uh, and you'd say nice things about people but I think these a lot of the players you talk to or, or I wasn't down there today so these guys are asking questions and about Trevor Lawrence and Dan Arnold and and I'm seeing some quotes from Jamal Agnew and guys like that come out <laughs> like, hey man, this guy's scary good like real deal good mm -hmm. and I will say this about this Jags team and everything that's going on 
there has not been a moment through these five games where I don't think everybody in town has wavered from their thought of Trevor is the real deal going to be good. He's thrown like now, what, nine interceptions or eight interceptions. But even in those moments, I don't think people are like, oh my God, this guy's going to be terrible. Like this, there has not been that that's crept in because he's shown us enough good moments and he went from peaks and valleys in the first few games to now a couple of steady games. Uh, I do think that part's legit. I think this yeah. kid is really good. They're all seeing that in practice, I'm sure, and that's why they're saying it. Um, I mean, it hasn't fully translated to the games yet. I mean, we've seen you know flashes of it and bits and pieces, but he's got to get a little bit better at protecting the ball, not throwing the silly passes, not throwing into double and triple coverage, and you know taking taking the the little dump offs whenever he can, and not trying to force things because. It seems like to me, and I, I mean, I don't know a ton about what their offense are trying to run, but it seems like he's trying to force things, and that's when he's getting in trouble. Yeah, especially early on he did. I mean, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of that was they were putting too much on his plate. You know, that's what they're, what we talked about earlier, Austin. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he's got like 87% of the offense. I mean, the guy's only played like 10 games in the NFL. Yeah. That's probably asking a guy to do too much. He might be a second-year player, but he's still kind of like a rookie. So... They were, Jags did that without a running game and 51 pass attempts, and they're asking him to go out there and do all this stuff. Uh, I think they're asking him to do less, but the qualities that, listen, it's one thing to make the throws and all that stuff. I think it's from these guys you hear a lot of the quality stuff. Uh, Urban Meyer talking about him, yeah. Dan Arnold talking about him, Jamal Agnew talking about him. Marvin Jones has been telling us for months about him like this, and I think we're seeing it play out. I mean, again, it's the one solace in all of this 20-game losing streak. It might have been worth it. <laughs> no, it definitely is the solace, but at the same time, too, you know, you have a team that they're desperate for a win. You have a team that's going through a lot of distractions right now, and you have to stay together, you know, and then a good way to stay together when you're 0-5, you're winless, and you're aching for a win is to, I don't want to say be complimentary, but obviously have each other's back. Yeah, yeah. Right, and that's what you're finding with this team right now, which is good, because the last thing you want to do is start questioning your teammates and start, you know, calling people out, because that's where you can really fall apart and unravel. Yeah, I would disagree with Dan, or I don't know if they're incredibly talented. <laughs> I mean, hey, like I said, it's a few a few targets here or there for Dan Arnold. He's in a, he's in a new disposition. Hey. Like you can, I mean, as an athlete, sometimes you can be naive and and it works out. And yeah, yeah. tell yourself yeah, you're true. better than you might actually be. Tell the I team. I do that every day. I do, <laughs> I do it every single time I'm on the golf course, so I get it. But, yeah, I mean, it can work. Make sure you do it on it's, the golf channel tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It's called the placebo effect. I mean, just feed it in there, and, hey, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then try something else. It is true. There's psychology to it, I guess. Brett Martin, Josh Scobie, Austin Lane. We're live at Top Golf. We'll call it Tuesdays at Top Golf. Uh, five to six every week during football season. Josh joins us to talk kickers. <laughs> Not really, but that's the way it's worked Boring. out. You know, Austin's watching the Brewers. What's the score? Zero zero, but uh, it's the bottom. Who's winning? Uh, yeah, right. Um, not me right now because the the we've got a guy on second, bottom of the first, zero outs for the Atlanta Braves, and it looks like it's going to be uh, worse for the Brewers fans out there. So, it's been a fun season, Brent. Yeah, it's some it's some disappointment going on. Rather, the Dodgers are a win away, a loss away from elimination yeah. as well. Uh, the Rays, one of the best teams. The Brewers, one of the best teams. They all could be on the ropes here. Yep. Uh, you obviously, what what is your best fandom? Right, like, uh, is it the Brewers? Is it the Bucks? Uh, uh, I mean, what it's gets your blood boiling? I mean, you've sworn yeah. a couple times watching Blake Bortles play. Sure. 
I mean, if we're being realistic here, I only have one tattoo of a professional team on my back, and that's the Milwaukee Brewers. So I, it's probably the Brewers. Okay. Yeah. That's one too many tattoos. Okay. I don't well, know. I mean, Josh, I have tons of them, and <laughs> that's not even close to the worst you don't one have I have. Any so. uh, I don't. And if I did, it probably wouldn't. Inspiration? Be Would you? Yeah, that's uh, that would be the Bob's big, big boy, boy doing uh, oh. yep doing big boy things in a big boy world. Obviously, Josh. Yeah. Obviously, I'm surprised I've always, you haven't lost a bet or anything that you had to, to get a tattoo. I have. I've lost many bets, but never for a tattoo. I have no idea what I would put on my body that would be okay. Josh, what is it with NFL locker rooms? Because let's be honest, if you don't have a tattoo, you're kind of an outlier. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest sure. here. Yeah. But like, I feel like kickers, that's that's not a big necessity. It, in locker well, rooms. Rosas, it is. Well, Aldrich Rosas has some. Yeah. Uh, Matt Prater has a ton of tattoos. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, he wears the sleeves in the games to uh, make sure we don't see the tattoos he has be because it looks like he got them when he was in middle school. <laughs> and his girlfriend put them on because they're that bad. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, you don't see kickers or punters with too many tattoos. Uh, I, I, you know, if, if you're putting something meaningful on your body, mm -hmm. you might put, like, an upright on my back or something <laughs> like that. Like, put that right there. Well, <laughs> hopefully a ball going through the middle. Well, and, and that's what I was going to ask you next, because I'm reminded of Alan Robinson, who has maybe one of the biggest flexes of all times in terms of tattoos, where he has a tattoo of himself in college getting a game-winning catch. So it's a tattoo of himself on his arm. Yeah. Right? It's, it's his arm, right, Brent, or his leg? Uh, Whatever it is. It's, I think that... I feel like it was on his arm. Okay, so yeah. he's got a tattoo of himself, Randy Moss, and somebody in college. So, how much would I have to pay you to get the tattoo of yourself beating the Colts? Uh, and back in 2010, was it? Yeah, Early, 2010. 2010. Uh, about six, seven dollars, I would say. <laughs> I would do it. I would do it. You would That's do it. My wife and I were talking about it the other night. Uh, about what tattoo we would get. She she wants me to get like a ring tattoo oh, here, so I don't have to wear a ring anymore. I'm like, well, you know, that's pretty easy, but I, I kind of want to get something else. I'm so just going to say this, she though. She wants you to not wear the ring anymore. Well, I, I take it off when I play golf, and I lose yeah. it all the time. Yeah, I've already I lost one by yeah. doing that. Yeah. I've never lost it. I've lost it, but I've always found it. Oh, so. I lost so, it. So uh, I've had two friends get the ring tattoo because they're married, and yes. both those, uh, those marriages ended. So I don't know if that's like a bad omen. I don't want to tell you what to do, John. <laughs> I'm just saying, Thanks. I mean, as far as my friends are concerned, Right now, I have, I have three friends that have had that tattoo, and two of those marriages have ended. So right, they're well, they're batting one for three right now. Yeah. Hey, get you to the Hall of Fame, I'm but not the Hall of Fame of marriages. I'm just saying. <laughs> I got I got a buddy of mine that uh, is a doctor here. He hopefully he doesn't see this, but he's you know does marathons and triathlons, and he did an Ironman, and he got you know a lot of people they do these Ironmen, and they'll get like a tattoo of it on their arm sure. or their leg. He got a giant Iron Man tattoo on his calf, and wow. he's a prominent doctor here. I mean, same age as me, and he didn't tell his wife he was doing it. And he and I played golf like a couple hours before he got it, and he had to get hammered drunk just to get it. <laughs> and she still hates it. I just, mean, just rock the bumper sticker, dude, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they have bumper stickers you, you out there. You didn't have to get it on your calf. <laughs> <laughs> and he also has, like, a tramp stamp, too, on his back that he got oh, wow. in college. I'm like, what What are you thinking with these tattoos? Wait, but, so would the calf hurt? Oh, it has to hurt. Uh, I, I don't have any calf tattoos, yeah, but it, it can't that feel the best. On the no, the, so truth be told, the shin actually was probably the easiest one because all the nerves in my shin are dead wow, from kicking. Wow, that's because he, yeah. Yeah. he's trained his shin, people, yeah. shins to be dead. Oh. Yeah, so, so I can't really feel my shins anymore, <laughs> so that one's okay. But it's funny you bring up the term tramp stamp because, Brent, you had me on your TV show way back in the day on my back tattoo. 
And I'm not sure if you remember this or not. Probably not. But I got yelled at by Joe Collin because I said the word tramp stamp. And he's like, what are you doing going on TV and saying? I'm like, coach. Oh, sorry. Coach, they, they, I mean, I think it's okay to say, right? Or not? That's the norm now. Casey, did you have to hit the drop button? If you did, it's too late. Oh, I think we're allowed. But, like, the story is Joe Collin got mad at me because he actually watched that whole thing. And he's well, like, I see what like Brent Martineau saying the word tramp stamp. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Because it's 2000 and whatever it was. By the way, hopefully Joe's still not watching TV these days. Oh, yeah. Just doesn't want to watch mad at me for a whole lot oh, more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh-oh. For sure. For sure. Oh, stuff coming out of Jags headquarters. How can you not? Yeah. So well, what's going to happen first? Brent gets a tattoo or Josh gets a tattoo? I'm going to go neither. Yeah. Really? Neither. Yeah. Well, I we have know. a bet that if we are, we finish first in the ratings, I have to get a tattoo. Okay. And so that hasn't takes, happened. And I'm going to do what it takes. I might get, get one there. when I turn 40 next year in Vegas. That's my plan. That's my plan. Oh, that, that, that's spiritual. I have in zero, Vegas. zero desire to get. I've heard they have really good tattoo artists in Vegas. They do. <laughs> but there's also... <laughs> By the way, you can renew your vows there, too, if you want. <laughs> if you get it on your get it, get it in one fell swoop. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Hey, Fifteen dollars. Hey, uh, for my wife and I are talking about I should get the tattoo instead of the ring. <laughs> hey, I uh, just want to let you know I got a couple buddies there. They're they're all divorced. I'm just saying, two for three, Josh. <laughs> two for three. I'm trying to help you out, dude. If you got a tattoo of the moment over the cult, so what would be the image? It would be. Jackson DeVille catching the ball <laughs> because apparently that was more important than me making the kick. You just got to ask Jackson DeVille. Just ask him. <laughs> He'll tell you. Uh, all right, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We're live at Top Golf. Tuesdays at Top Golf. Come on, join us. Hit some balls with us. Get some tattoos with us. Or maybe not. Just Austin. We'll be back. I mean, I knew I knew I got every bit of, of it as far as how hard I could hit a baseball. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wasn't quite sure that it was gonna go out. Um, I mean, this, the, the conditions tonight were crazy. I mean, uh, we, we were talking about coming over. It's like I don't think I've stepped out of the box as many times in my career as I have, you know, mid at bat tonight. Um, a couple of times I felt like I was gonna get blown over by the wind. A lot of a lot of dust in the eyes, and so it was it was definitely. Um, a little bit more difficult environment to hit in and play in tonight. Uh, I'm assuming that's Evan Longoria for the San Francisco Giants. He got a hold of one, but the wind was crazy. Uh, Lux, I believe is his name. Uh, he thought he hit one out to tie the game for the Dodgers. He put his hand up, and the ball was caught before the warning track. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. They said, did you see the stats on that? Uh, the launch angle and the exit velocity that was hit at, I think, the number's going to yeah, be crazy, it was, but it's it like 55 out of 62 were hits this year, and like 38 were home oh runs. Gosh, yeah. Dang. And the wind just sucked it in. Yeah. I mean, it sounded like a home run. It, I mean, that guy felt like it was a home run. The measurements said it would have been a home run, and the wind just pulled it right back in. Giants got a little bit lucky uh, in that regard. Brett Martineau, Boston Lane, Josh Gobi, Casey Kurtz, Tuesdays at Top Golf. Uh, good to be out here. By the way, come out to Top Golf. They got a new burger you can try. You ask for the burger, you get a free soda. Uh, Diet Coke, Coke, Coke product. Uh, do that through Sunday at really all Top Golf locations, uh, but most importantly for your purposes, right here in Jacksonville. We're out at Top Golf every Tuesday.
in football season. Josh joins us from 5 until 6 to talk the uh, epidemic of kickers uh, here in Jacksonville and around the NFL. Uh, you can also talk more with us, by the way. Download the relevant app, R-E-L-E-V-N-T. Uh, the relevant app, you can uh, join our ESPN 690 vibe. You can listen to ESPN 690 live from wherever you are. Uh, whether you're in London this week with the Jags or right here in Jacksonville, uh, relevant app, R-E-L-E-V-N-T, download that. Uh, I asked Austin, I said, okay, what's your, like, blood-boiling passion of a sports fan? Like, mine's the Red Sox. I really am a bad fan of, of, of everything else ever since I got in the business. I've been, I, I'm a weird fan like that. Um, you know, my kid's a big fan of stuff, no doubt. He gets mad, he leaves the house because of the Rays. Uh, and goes wandering. <laughs> Do you have uh, a blood-boiling fandom yeah, to, I mean, to anything that you watch, like on TV or... I mean, growing up, I, I grew up in Texas, so I wasn't necessarily a Cowboys fan, or, I mean, the Texans weren't there, the Houston Oilers were, you know, there. But I, I always went to Texas Ranger games. Uh, <laughs> but now it, it's less and less. Uh, but... I, it, it still is the Jaguars. I mean, it, obviously living here and playing for the team, that's what gets my blood boiling. And with how it's gone for the past 20 games and however many seasons of the losing, like, if if it's a bad Sunday, I'm in a bad mood. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. my wife knows it and realizes that if they're losing, that I'm not going to be in the best of moods. <laughs> and, I mean, I, I, obviously, I still root for the team, and I wish for them to do as good as they can and because it helps everything out. It helps the city. I mean, 2017 was amazing with the city and how, I mean, just on a Monday, you'd come out and talk to a random person, and they want to talk about the Jaguars and talk about how well it's going. And I just hope that it gets turned around so we can not just be in a bad mood on Sundays and Mondays. And, well, and I think to, to echo what Josh said, I mean, I've been the most frustrated in my sports fandom with the Jaguars. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think having been in locker rooms like we have, like we understand how the game of football works in the grand scheme of things. Some years you're going to be good, and then eventually it catches up with you, you're going to be down. You're going to be up again, you're going to be yeah. down. Like that's that's how the NFL is set up. It's the ultimate parody yeah, league, take right? Take me up, will you? Uh, exactly. Say what? Take me up, will you? Yeah, exactly. for sure, for sure. <laughs> but, I mean, this team, you know, you had one – literally shot in the dark in 2017 when you thought okay this is this is our time now this is where we start to go up a little bit and this is where we have our success and you don't sustain it and you go back down and it, it's been an anomaly here in terms of it's not supposed to be like this yeah, like, there's yeah. not supposed to be this much suffering but there has been and that's obviously very frustrating yeah and when uh, the payoff to that at some point i continue to say will be at some point this jubilation of sorts because everybody will put up with this it's kind of like in that sense, the Red Sox not win the World Series for 86 years. The Cubs, you know, that, that romance of almost losing, 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 but it makes you appreciate it more whenever it does happen. The place will be on fire. Let's just hope that happens sooner uh, than later. It's interesting to hear you guys say that, though, and I feel that from a lot of former players, that they really root for the Jags to do well. Absolutely. And for the fans, I, I think it's less about the players and the organization, but it's for the fans that supported them yep. in the past that you want to give them good moments because a lot of teams, even that you guys were on, it wasn't always the greatest. Mm -hmm. So 
but I sense it different. Like if it's more disgruntled employee about other positions, not players. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, we don't mind if they're not doing well, whatever. Screw the Jags. You know, if you talk sure. to that, old people that were with the organization years ago oh, or whatever. Yeah. So it's an interesting dynamic that the players are really like the most passionate and supportive about the teams that they no longer are even a part of. So I think that part is uh, pretty cool. One thing before we go, and I want to get to, we had a busy Monday yesterday. Did you watch the fight Saturday night? I did not. I are was you a asleep. boxing fan? Uh, I am, but the problem is they start too late, and I go to bed early. You're old. <laughs> he spoke like a true old man, Josh. Yeah. Nicely done. Very right. old. You nicely stayed done. up. You stayed up late for oh, it. I watched it, yeah, for how, sure. How good, we didn't talk about this at all yesterday. How yeah. good was that fight? I watched it unfold on Twitter. I, I'm not spending 80 bucks for yeah. it. Yeah, sure. And well, so there's, I, there's I seriously ways I know. I didn't feel it like went 10 rounds, and then they went the distance. And so it was wild to watch. I'll tell you this. From my vantage point, I got to see the highlights of it because everybody will tweet them out anyway. Yeah. But I'm watching on Twitter, yeah. and just, it's like, how is Wilder still on his feet? Like, it felt like Rocky for sure. or a little bit. No, no, like, I was how gonna, is he even there still standing? That's what I was going to compare it to. It seemed like a Rocky fight because Wilder was down first, and then it was Tyson Fury is down twice, and then, like, you know, both guys showed tremendous heart. And obviously, it came down to conditioning. Yeah. And Wilder just ran out of gas. You know, he added about 20 pounds of extra muscle. I think that was a detriment Jeez. to him. Tyson Fury added about 20 pounds of uh, muscle or something <laughs> to, him, to him as well. Yeah. But um, obviously, right now, there's not a bigger name in boxing than Tyson Fury. The, yeah. the guy's got the mic skills. He has the skill set as well. And he's a heavyweight boxer. So, like, he's got all those things going for him. I will say this, though, real quick. It's evident right now that celebrity boxing with people like Jake Paul they're, they're making people take notice because literally every round I was watching this fight, they're like, and, and, and it's good that you tuned in because this is going to be the best boxing match of the year. Like, it almost, it's almost like they're trying to say, hey, this is real boxing. Don't worry about that Jake Paul stuff over there. We got the real stuff. Yeah. Like, and that's what, it, it, it's like they went out of their way to do that. Well, yeah, it kind of was a turnoff to me. Turnoff to you, the legit boxing fan. Yeah. But they also realize that those guys have brought in new boxing fans. Yeah. Even though it's a charade. Sure. There you go. Josh, if you could box Tattoo anybody, a celebrity, who would you box Oh, man. It would have to be someone I don't like. Mm -hmm. uh, Good. That, that would be <laughs> tough. It can't be. I was about to say a woman, but that would be a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a really bad idea. Let's see. Maybe Ed Thanks. Sheeran. Thanks for I think I could take Ed it. Ed Sheeran? Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Man, our, our morning show take a giant hit if you heard Ed Sheeran. Please don't hurt Ed Sheeran. He's like half our playlist on our morning show. Uh, yeah, we, we need him. Yeah, that's why I want to punch him in the face. <laughs> By the way, go on the golf channel tomorrow, 12.15. Say you want to box DeChambeau, and then you'll get somewhere. We kind of look alike. So that, there you go. Scoby, Austin I would Lane take him down. Curse. Tuesday's at Top Golf. I'm Brent Martineau, FSU Coaches Show coming up next. And then Dodgers-Giants on ESPN 690 at 8.30. We'll be back tomorrow, guys.